Well, if you guys got your Bibles, I'm going to go ahead and invite you to look at Matthew 7, 7 through 8. Matthew 7, 7 through 8. As we're looking this up, I just want to invite you to start thinking about this question. What do you want? What do you want? What do you want? Like, what do you really want? Maybe as you reflect a little bit on 2020, you might be deciding, you know what? My wants are a little bit different than the beginning of this year. You know, what do you want? We're going to look at Matthew 7, 7 through 8. And this is the words of Jesus in this passage. It says, ask and it will be given to you. Seek and you will find. Knock and the door will be opened to you. For everyone who asks receives and those who seek find. And those who knock, the door will be opened. Ask, seek, find. Ask, seek, find. What do you want? What do you want? The words of Jesus Christ. Ask me. Seek after me and you're going to find it. I also want to look at Mark 10, 51. Matthew, Mark. Mark 10, 51. The things you remember from like city kids, you know, like I remember the Bible because somebody taught me like Genesis, Exodus, Leviticus, Numbers, Deuteronomy, Joshua, Judges, you know, like I remember that stuff. And so like, thank you, Christina, for teaching our kids. Stuff that lasts a lifetime. I'm 42. That's how I remember the Bible still. 51. Mark 10, 51. What do you want me to do for you? Jesus asked him. What do you want me to do for you? Jesus asked. So my question for you today is, what do you want? What do you want Jesus to do for you? What do you want God to do in your life? What do you want? If I told you that God is a great provider, that he's a faithful father to his kids, that he has dreams for your life, what do you want? What would you ask him for today? God, would you make me a better parent? How many of you would be like, yes, like I want to be a great parent. Would you make me a better spouse? Would you give me more compassion for people? Lord, would you help me find forgiveness? Lord, would you help me forgive? Would you help me find somebody to settle down with for the rest of my life? God, would you help me find a PlayStation 5? <laughs> what do you want? <laughs> Let's be honest. What would you ask him for? If Jesus came to you today and we're reading Mark 10, 51, and he says to you, he looks you in the eyes and says, what do you want me to do for you? What's your response? What do you want me to do for you? I think it's an important question for us because if we don't know what we want, we will let others determine what we want. Others will tell us what's good, what's bad what we should like, what we should dislike. 
In this time of worshiping this week, I love like just turning on YouTube, Bethel Worship, and I was singing along to Waymaker, the song. It's about Waymaker, and it's talking about how God can, continues to make a way. Like even when we don't see it, he's working. And so I'm looking at the stage of these people just worshiping their hearts out to Waymaker God, especially for this year. It's like, you know, we don't see it, man, but you're still working, God. They're just pouring their hearts out. And so as I'm listening to this, I looked at the screen and it said 273,000 people have liked this video. I'm like, wow, that's really cool. They give it a thumbs up. Yeah, God's good. Waymaker. 7,500 people said, nah, not so good. And it just made me think, you know, if I don't know what's good to me, if I don't know what's important to me, am I letting others determine what's good and bad? Am I letting others like tell me that I should like something or dislike it? How can you dislike God here, the way maker and his beautiful music? How can you dislike that? But if I let that affect my life, if I let them tell me, oh yeah, they're right. Yeah, thumbs down, Waymaker. God's, it's not that great of a song. The Anne Frank House. <laughs> the Anne Frank House. Remember Anne Frank, the, the book that you read in, in, in grade school? Anne Frank House has a 4.5 star rating on Google. Who's giving it a four stars? Like, <laughs> it was a little cramped, you know, it's kind of stuffy in there. What do you want? Are we letting others determine like what's good, what's bad, what, what we should be going after? God sent his own son to earth, the place that he created, to the place that the people he created, and decided to take life into his own hands. At the beginning of mankind, an evil serpent came to Adam and Eve and told them what they should really want. He told them what they were missing out on in the Garden of Eden. You know, this beautiful garden that you guys have, this, this beautiful connection with the Lord where he actually walks with you in the garden, it's okay, but what you really want, you want that tree over there. You want to know more. You want to be more like God. So Adam and Eve ate of the tree. They listened to someone besides God tell them what they should want. So God sent his own son to be born in a manger to redeem this mistake. Jesus is born and walks the earth for 33 years. In Jesus' time of living as flesh, God on earth, in the flesh, he asked 307 questions. Some of his questions sounded like, who do people say that I am? Do you remember Jesus in the garden right before the cross? And he tells the disciples, will you pray with me? Will you pray with me? And he keeps coming back and finding them asleep. <laughs> How hard is that? Will you pray with me again? Remember when Jesus comes to Peter and says, do you love me? Great. Do you love me? Great. Do you love me? Questions like this. But in Mark 10, 51, we find Jesus saying, what do you want me to do for you? 
What do you want me to do for you? And the blind man said, Rabbi, I want to see. I don't hear a pause in this passage. I think this is an instant response that Jesus comes and he says, what do you want me to do? And the guy says, Rabbi, I want to see. The moment before blind Bartimaeus was asked this question, he was shouting out to Jesus, a constant cry, Jesus, Messiah, see me. People were telling him, hey, just be quiet. Jesus is way more important than just looking at your little situation here. He has other things to do. He's got to go talk to the religious people. But he shouted all the louder. And Jesus stops and says, what do you want me to do for you? What do you want me to do for you? Today, Google answers about two trillion questions a day. (laughs) Two trillion questions. When we don't know something, we go straight to Google. Let's be honest. You know, one of my favorite things about taking a Sabbath, I take a Sabbath every single week, try to. Okay, I'm going to say try to, is I turn my phone off and I like get away from it. And then like when there's questions that come up, I don't know the answer. It's great. I don't know all the Backstreet Boys names. I guess we'll just have to live with that. I have no idea. I don't know who sang that song. Man, I wish I knew. I, I guess I just don't know. It's awesome. I don't know the name of the person that plays Dwight on The Office, like his real name, his actor name. What's, what is it? There you go. <laughs> it's awesome not knowing some stuff sometimes. We're so quick to like find out the information. We have Google at our fingertips. And God's saying this entire time, what do you want me to do? What questions do you have? You know what Google's number one question of 2020 was? Why? Why? People are asking Google, why? The number one question of 2020, why, Google, why? And Jesus is going, what do you want me for? What do you want me to do? Why? Yeah. Jesus says he'll answer our questions. He'll help us discover in our hearts what's truly important. All we got to do is just ask. We just got to ask. I've discovered this. This has been so true in my life that if you don't know what you want and you're kind of in the unknown of what you want, you will start to envy everybody else around you thinking that's what you're supposed to have. Like you're in the kind of unknown of like, I don't know where God's leading me. I don't know what I'm supposed to do with my life. You start to look at other people like, ooh, but I want what they got. Because like if I know what I want, if I know what God's called me into, I'm comfortable in that. I'm secure in that. This is what God's given me. But we'll start asking ourselves, like maybe I should have what they have. And we start to envy people. So I think this question is important for us today. As we think about Christmas, think about Jesus coming and being among us. He says to us, what do you want? 
He's came to restore our relationship with God, that we can have an intimate conversation with the Lord, that he's not the big man upstairs, but he's among us. He dwells among us. So I invite you today to go to Jesus. Before we jump to another job, ask Jesus first. Does he get a say-so? Ask Jesus. Before we jump both feet into a new relationship, what does Jesus have to say about it? Yeah, he's really cute. Doesn't mean he's the one. She seems pretty sweet in that Christmas sweater. Doesn't mean she's the one. Jesus might have something to say about it. Is this the person that you have for me, Jesus? Is this good? Should I pursue them? What are you doing? Before we move, before we give up on a friendship, before we give up on a marriage, before we give up on a business adventure, ask Jesus. Come to him. Go to him. So my invite today is for you to know what you're asking for and then finally just ask. Ask him. That's why he came. That's why he was born in that manger, so he could live among us, so that we could have this relationship with him. Just ask him. Jesus walked the earth for 33 years. He He asked 307 questions. Jesus was asked 183 questions. We had the Son of God living among us, sitting right next to us. And he's the one asking all the questions. The Messiah, the Creator. Like, how many questions do you have for Jesus? Like, how cool would it be to know, why did you create the earth this way? Why did you create the stars this way? Like, what were you thinking about the solar planet? 307 questions Jesus is asking us. Tell me. Tell me about things. You know, I want to hear your heart. People came to him with 183 questions. It kind of tells us where we're at. Even with him right in front of us, he's still the one asking us questions. In fact, the number one question, the first question that God ever asked mankind was after the serpent had told Adam what he should have and told Eve that they should eat of this tree. And God comes to the garden asking questions. Where are you? Where are you? Adam's hiding. He's the same God. And he asks us today, where are you? I want an intimate relationship with you. I want to know your heart. I want everything that you have. Go ahead, pour it out. All those questions, all those deep questions that you have, all those things that are on your heart that you really, really want out of life, ask me. Go ahead and ask. You want to be a better parent? Ask the Lord, God, would you help me be a better parent? I've had a whole week to think about this question. I was thinking about it. I do want to be a better parent. There's times I have failed as a parent so much. I'd love to be a better husband. My wife deserves it. Look at her. I mean, she's beautiful. (laughs) And she's great. It's like I want to be those things. I want to be a better leader for this church. I want to be able to communicate better to to people the, the amazing love of Jesus Christ. 
And Jesus just calls and says, what do you want, Neil? God, I, I want to be, be a great parent and husband and leader. He's here today. He's Emmanuel among us. We just simply get to ask him, God, would you, would you help me with the relationship? So as we prayed for you guys this week, really felt like I wanted to give you some insight on how much God knows you. And so I have some words for you today. And this doesn't mean that like, if I don't say something that you've been like, that's really been on your heart, then like God doesn't know you. So do not hear that. Okay. It just means like we didn't listen long enough. <laughs> it, it just, so I just wanted to give you some words of encouragement, some different things that maybe has been on your heart and you're like, you know what? I've really been wanting to ask the Lord for this, but I didn't know I was okay to do that. And so if any of these apply to you, I just want to invite you just to take that to heart. Just to take that to heart that that's how well the Lord knows you. So the first one is, is one of you or maybe some of you have been really wanting a drone. <laughs> one of those drones that flies down the street and it's a really good one. It's a professional one. It takes great photos and stuff. And you're like, man, I would love to have like better video. And maybe you want to use it for the kingdom. But I want you to know like the Lord knows your heart. He knows you that well that he knows like on your heart, you've been thinking like, God, would you uh, help me get a drone? One of you wants a new hunting rifle. Maybe this is for second service. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe it's for you. Maybe you've been really wanting a hunting rifle. You're like, I don't know that I could ask God for that. Yeah, go ahead. Ask him. One of you wants a trip to Tahiti. <laughs> You're thinking like, I don't know if I could ask the Lord for that. Yeah, you can ask him for that. Lord, would you open up a door that I could actually go to Tahiti this year or sometime? Some Nike Jordans was something that maybe somebody wants. One of you, maybe, or a couple of you have lost a ring. You're like, God, would you help me find that ring? And I think that that's a, I think that's a kind of a weighted thing. You've lost a ring. You've lost a ring. And the Lord knows that. He sees your heart. One of you, uh, maybe your childhood has been stolen from you. Maybe you had to grow up really fast. And you're like, man, I wish I, you know, I hear stories of childhood and like people playing and riding their bikes and stuff. But you, like that's not your story at all. Well, the Lord wants to restore your childhood today. That's how well he knows you. And all you got to do is just ask. Just ask. I feel like there's some people in this room that the Lord wants to restore their, their motherhood. Their motherhood that, um, you know, something has actually tried to take away you being a mom. And the Lord wants to restore that. And lastly, I just want to say this is, Whatever comes to your mind when I say, what do you want today? 
because of what Jesus did for us, we are all worthy to come to him and just ask. There is nothing that holds you back from asking the Lord. We are all worthy under the grace of God, under his blood, under the covenant that he made with us. He calls us sons and daughters of his. That we can come boldly before the throne. We can ask the creator of the world, God, would you do this? Would you do this in my life? Would you restore this in my life? That's how much he loves us. Let's pray. God, thank you so much that you are the great restorer, that you are attentive, that um, you are the Emmanuel. Lord, we thank you so much for, for leaving heaven to come to earth so that you could be with us, you could dwell among us. And so, Lord, I just pray for all my brothers and sisters in this room and anybody that's listening online, Lord, that as, as we just think about this season, as we think about the things of even next year, Lord, that we would just come to you first before we go to friends, before we go to Google. Lord, would we come to you and we would just say, Lord, what are you doing? What do you want to do in me? This is some different things that, that have been on my heart, God, so I'm going to just share them with you. I'm going to come to you first. Yeah. Yeah. So come, Holy Spirit. Come, Holy Spirit. Just have your way. Hmm. just also want to just uh, reestablish and restore some dreams that some of you have had in the past that maybe you asked God for and you're like, man, I don't know where that's at right now. I have, I have no idea what, what happened to those dreams. It doesn't seem like it's ever going to happen. I just want you to know that, that the Lord is working. He's always working. Even when we don't see it, he's working. He's creating in you a, a, a person that he can just pour himself out to. Yeah. So thank you, Lord. Thank you for this time. Uh, we just sing to you in this, this last song. I just invite you guys to go ahead and get communion. And uh, during this time, if you want to just grab your communion, you can go ahead and receive communion together. Uh, you can do it individually. Just go ahead and, and take it. And uh, just remember that God, God loves you so much that he came to be born in a manger for you. He loved you. Amen. Amen.